I'm Marcus Smith, and this is Constant Wonder. This month of December on Constant Wonder, we've been on a journey called Advent. Our podcast's Advent calendar has been a series of daily episodes beginning on the 1st and leading all the way forward to the 25th. We've been welcoming special guests who have been sharing with us the wonder and the awe that are central to the spirit of this season. It's our way of spreading not only good cheer, but also peace, goodwill, and, of course, awe before all creation. It's December 18th. 800 feet out on a pier in northern Lake Michigan, I wince against the sleet and spray stinging my face. Every Christmas Eve, I come back here. It's the place I first called home. Gail Boss is a poet, writer, and naturalist. She's author of a collection of essays titled All Creation Waits, the Advent Mystery of New Beginnings. We'll enjoy hearing her share one of these essays in today's episode of Constant Wonder. Something Gail Boss observes in the natural world has become central to her way of marking the Advent season. It has to do with the way animals that live all around her in her native region of northern Michigan prepare themselves for winter as the cold and the darkness encroach. There on a pier, on the edge of an icy Lake Michigan, she considers the ways of a lake trout. Still the surging gray tonnage bashing headlong against the breakwater, against the long-suffering shore, rattles me to the bone. Somewhere below the uproar glides a silver fish speckled in ivory. She welcomes the tumultuous waves and the cold. Tumult and cold mix more oxygen into the water, and cold, oxygen-rich water brought the lake trout here in the wake of receding glaciers. Rich breathing is better to her than any particular food. Though she will swim the 300-mile length of this great lake, looking for the small fish she prefers, if she doesn't find enough of them, she'll simply switch to tiny shrimp or insects. And if these go missing, she'll choose to be vegetarian, consenting thereby to grow more slowly. Darwin, and other scientists since, have thought her species to be perhaps the most flexible, most adaptive vertebrate on Earth. Now, in early winter, she's at her ease. In other seasons, she will sometimes follow small fish into water warmer than her internal organs like, choosing to bear this stress for the sake of the food that satisfies her best. Or she may spare herself the stress and eat less nutritious fare. Always, she's aware of the trade-off and of having to choose. But in winter, the warmer water, which the small fish follow, is not much more than 40 degrees Fahrenheit, a temperature just right for her body. Bathed in comfort with ample food besides, she can relax. She relaxes alone. 
Seven or eight weeks ago, she lived her communal life. It lasted a few days. In late fall, when she felt the water cool, an irrepressible urge rose in her and lake trout everywhere to return to their first homes, the beds where they hatched. Half of the hatching beds in Lake Michigan are straight out from this pier. It's not temperature or depth or clarity that make these waters so hospitable a first home. It's not the food supply. It's the rocks. Limestone cobbles the size of doorknobs and soup bowls heaped six or more feet thick, some on shoals, some at the bottom of deep trenches. From all ends of the lake, the fish massed here. Through the night, males and females swam over the great rock piles where they had first come awake, silver sides pressed together. When the female swam away and resumed her solitary lake wandering, she left behind thousands of fertile eggs fallen from her body into crevices between the cobbles. It's a kind of faith this shining fish practices, returning, perhaps from a vast distance, to plant life in the place where she came to life. It's faith in the goodness of the rocks, their sheltering crannies, their cold water cradles. She tucked her eggs there, away from predators, away from churning currents. Then she left. She's done all she can do. Vital but dormant, the eggs wait, as she once waited, until winter ends. It's what they must do to wake. Gail, as I listen to you sharing all of this about the lake trout, hiding her vulnerable eggs among the rocks, those eggs lying still until the time they awaken into life, that moment of birth. I drew my own Advent connections. I drew a comparison as far as I could take it to the stark setting of Christ's birth, the way it's described in the book of Luke. Uh, Not only is the setting harsh, but there's also that looming threat to the child that's going to result in the family's flight into Egypt. You know, we think so often of this nativity scene as idyllic. But there was certainly exhaustion, risk, hardship. And under King Herod, there was trouble and fear as well. Surely. I love that about the Christian tradition, how gritty it is that the light of the world, what we believe is the incarnation of God, is not born in more luxurious or regal or even comfortable surroundings, but comes to us in our deepest need at our darkest place and hour, that no room in the inn where we feel bereft as well, that the Christ comes to us when we feel that we have no place to go either. Gail Boss is author of All Creation Waits, The Advent Mystery of New Beginnings. We first became acquainted with her in this series on day one of our Advent calendar. You can go back to catch any of the days you may have missed at byuradio.org, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode was produced by Eric Schultzka with help from Lydia McElroy and sound design by James Call. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for another day of our Advent series. 
we'll head to El Salvador for Las Posadas, a festive, foodful, musical, and thought-provoking ritual that began over four centuries ago in Mexico. I'm Marcus Smith. Thanks for joining us. Constant Wonder is a production of BYU Radio. 